Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. Dr. Kathy Greenberg uh, is here. Kathy and I have been doing this, as you know, for 14 years. And between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. And both Kathy and I are you know, executive coaches. We have our new uh, website where we have a platform of uh, www.emotionalbrilliance.com. There's a lot of things that are there for you. And we talk about emotional brilliance. You know, Kathy and I both have this background in emotional intelligence. And so with emotional brilliance, it's a subset of bringing in what you do best, um, looking at your strengths, looking at your resources, looking at in the moment, how do you bring your best self uh, forward. With the days of the pandemic that we are dealing with, this is such a challenging time for leaders And I think as we look back at this time, I think for most of our leaders, um, they're going to say, you know, this this was the most challenging time in in their career. You know, working at home, um, all the aspects of doing everything at distance. So this idea of bringing your best uh, forward uh, is really important because now we really uh, need that. And... Today we're going to uh, talk about this uh, aspect of the culture of leadership, and we have E.B. Sanders with us today, and we'll, we'll introduce her in a moment, but let me bring on Dr. Kathy Greenberg, and for the folks who have been diligently listening to our shows over all these years, you know, uh, Kathy uh, is the author of nine books, What Happy Companies Know, What Happy Mothers Know, Fearless Leaders Sharpen Your Focus. And then we're all very excited about the book that we've shared together as co-author, Emotional Brilliance, Living a Stressless, Fearless Life. Kathy has a free eye app that you can see her glowing face and smile and your happiness now. So, Kathy, welcome. Thank you, Relly. I am so excited today. I am really looking forward to talking to EB. Don't you love it that we have the EB Academy and our guest today <laughs> is EB? Yes. I mean, it can't get any better than that. I was just like, this is so cool. Um, I think, you know, what also is, is really exciting for you and I, Relly, is we started doing this podcast almost 15 years ago, and um, I was fortunate to be among the women in March to be included in the leadership, in, excuse me, the uh, Voice America uh, program sponsored all their top women professionals. And so Leadership Development News was among them. Uh, And Aaron, our engineer, was on there. And he was so, uh, just so, so engaged. And he was sending such sweet messages to everybody. You know, I I feel very fortunate when we come across another exciting woman who has changed her career, who has, um, you know, made a, a dedicated effort to help all of us be better at being us, you know, and that's what you and I have done for the past 15 years with this podcast. And it's funny, they call it a podcast now. You and I have been doing this 
when they called it a broadcast and a radio show and God knows what else. You know, the times are changing. The language is changing. I'm glad we're not changing. <laughs> I'm so we're only changing. So we're only changing for the better. For the better, exactly. You know, it's it's like, my goodness. Um, you know, it. Of course, we have so many fans out there, um, over four million listeners, and I think one of the the, the thing that makes us special is you know you have uh, a host of. Uh, best-selling books. I have a host of best-selling books. We both love to give away what we have as much as we can with our iApps, you know, yours with Leadership Keys, and and we do so much free work for people. Um, Both of us teach. uh, You've been teaching at the College of Executive Coaching now for 14 years. I've been there for, I think, the past six or seven. And I think it's just amazing that we've been able to garner both of our strengths um, our backgrounds are so very different. Um, you know, you've been married and in a consistent family with kids. Um, I've been a, a single mom, um, you know, raising a daughter, uh, you know, on my own. And so having different perspectives, you know, really brings that diversity uh, to our outlook. And having guests like EB uh, is going to add to that. So I don't want to take up any more time talking yeah. about either of us because, I think everybody knows us by now, and we can yep. just uh, jump into uh, to E.B. Sanders. Yeah. So let me, uh, E.B., welcome. Um, I'm going to read a, a little bit of your bio, and then we're going to jump into questions uh, that we, you will expand on. So who is E.B. Uh, Sanders? She's a sought-after coach, a staffing consultant seeking creative individuals, companies, and organizations. She believes that great leaders have extraordinary careers. And her mission is to convince everyone that they don't have to choose between happiness and success. So that will be one of the the areas we'll zero in. A little bit of background. E.B. uh, spent 12 years as a college professor teaching courses like the history of creativity, which sounds fascinating. And then as the budgets changed, she found her course uh, load shrinking. And so she had to do a pivot. And then she fully pivoted into creative recruiting and staffing for almost 10 years. Uh, And from there, she moved in and and was all in and being a career coach. And so what she's learned in her career changes and she passes on to others, and we'll hear more about this as we jump in. Finding your thing is just like being in love. You know it in your toes. So that's one thing. Creativity and inspiration are central to creating a fulfilling career. And you've got to have a plan. So, E.B., welcome to Leadership Development News. Thank you so much for having me. So, E.B., one of the things um, that Raleigh and I love to do uh, when we kick off our conversations with great folks on the show is uh, just talk a little bit about how you got here. Um, I'm excited to talk to you because I was a college professor, Um, at Rutgers University. Uh, I was there for quite some time. And it was interesting. You know, it's a whole different way of of doing what we do now as coaches. But uh, I can be very passionate about uh, my experience. I'd love to hear more about yours and how you got to where you are now. 
Absolutely. And I, if you can see me, I'm just nodding my head vigorously because it, it is, like you said, it's a different way of sort of doing what we're doing now. And it, it makes so much sense to us who come from the academic world and teaching students in that way. Um, but to the outside, it may seem like a, a, a bit of a switch, right? Um, but for me, yeah, being a college professor is what I always wanted to do. It was just one of those things that once I got to college, and I did not come from a family of college goers. I was one of the very first in my family to go to college. But once I was there, it was just a given that I didn't want to leave. <laughs> How was the best for me to not leave? Was to teach. And so I, you know, I, I went through school, did grad school, started, you know, as a teaching assistant. And basically, I'm, I'm one of those students that just never left. And I absolutely adored my job and I worked very diligently and very hard to uh, to get that job and I while I was working very hard it was one of those things where yes it was hard work and it was you know a lot of long nights and a lot of um, effort on my part but I loved what I did so much that it was never felt as a, a choice for me that I was you know sacrificing anything to to do this job I just absolutely adored it. I loved my students. I loved the subject matters that I was able to teach. I loved the ways that I was able to teach. And it absolutely was everything that I wanted until I really got to that point where as a you know grown woman, I was making a decision between, you know, paying the electric bill or eating that week because professors just as a general rule aren't paid. <laughs> I think that's not shocking news to anyone. Um, so then I really did have to make some choices, some, you know, seemingly tough choices. It was either move across the country away from my family for a tenure track job, um, to somewhere I didn't want to be, but to do the job I wanted to do, or it was to kind of give up this job that I had loved for so long and find another way to do it. And there was a, a big messy middle there of me trying to figure out who I was if I wasn't a professor and what that meant and how I could still do some of the things that I loved so much as a professor, how I could still have a lot of the same types of interactions but doing a different job. Um, and it was, there really was a lot of trial and error and a lot of throwing spaghetti at the wall and a lot of trying to figure things out um, until I, I got some help for myself and was really guided along by a few other amazing women in some wonderful fields who Help me steer myself into recruiting and staffing um, and really understanding that it, it was very similar. It was still me helping people figure out what they wanted to be for themselves and guiding them on their journeys and helping them be the best that they could be and show up in the way they wanted to show up. Um, and I love that job as well. It was such a great career. The reason I pivoted out of that into my kind of latest and greatest career change, which um, going through two of them, it's been really interesting, um, was I realized that to help people in the way that I truly wanted to help them, in the ways that was genuinely best for them, I couldn't be beholden to a company's paycheck because at the end of the day, I would always have to do what was best for the company and I would have to toe the company line sometimes. And I really wanted to help people on such a, a base level do what was very much best for them and help them in their careers be the successful um, people they wanted to be in the way they wanted it, not what was best for the company. So that's how I've gotten to where I am today. It's been, I guess, a little bit of a messy, windy road, but I wouldn't change it for anything. 
And looking back on it now, I can see the through line is me always helping people figure out how they want to show up, figure out who they want to be. And it, and it makes complete sense to me now that I would not be where I am now if I had not been in academia, if I had not had that career. So it's, um, it's a great place to be right now. I'm really happy with the work that I'm doing. So, E.B., this is a, this is a great background to hear, especially as we know there are a lot of people today whose careers are changing um, or they are kind of making some of the same decisions you made that they kind of work, want to work more on their own. And it really does come down to uh, values. And it sounds like uh, one of the things you work with people is about their values and maybe to hear about that. But first, uh, you know, for yourself, you've highlighted a little bit what would you say your key values are that maybe is that through line, like you're saying, to um, it, it be in this career as a, as a career coach? And then maybe how do you utilize that with the people that you're working with? Sure. Um, I would have to say for me personally, my big ones are autonomy. And you can swap that word out with agency. Just the ability to make your own decisions. Um, for the reasons that are best for you and have the authority to make those choices and decisions. Um, and creativity for me is a big one that en- encompasses quite a few things, but I feel that, you know, human brains, I think you guys know this, you know, they require novelty, right? Um, and in order to be fulfilled in any way, our, we have to find a way to incorporate creativity and novelty and interest into our daily tasks, right? Um, and... I mean, I, there's a lot of different kind of umbrella words we could use for it, but um, honesty, integrity, authenticity, however you want to phrase that, I find that that's really my big one. And it, I think this, a lot of the times when we get so heads down in our careers and we have these end goals, we stop necessarily checking in with ourselves and being honest about what we really want. We maybe have, you know, started so far down a path that we just continue because that's the way we've been going. And so taking a moment to check in and say, okay, but is this truly what I want? So I'd say for me, those are the big ones. And I try to carry those forward in my work with my clients, um, not necessarily saying that they have to have the same values, not even at all, but that, you know, getting them to understand that that's how I view what makes us all better human and um, asking them to look inside themselves and to feel and acknowledge um, what they truly want, what they truly find important versus what they've been told they're supposed to think is important. So a lot of it comes down to attempting <laughs> to divorce yourself from expectations that have been put on you. So your whether it's yeah. religious expectations, community expectations, yep. familial, all of those. And really yep. check in mm-hmm. and be honest. Yeah. I just wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to say we're, we're going to just take a quick break. So hold that thought and don't go away because EB says go freaking nuts. We'll talk more about <laughs> EB's Instagrams, which I love, and uh, talk more about what we're taught about success versus really measuring what we believe is success. So come on back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Icy Tech, like the hard-working men and women that get up every day and do their job 
the ones that stop at nothing to make sure that it's done right. It's not just an effort. It's not just know-how. It's a way of life. IC Tech has been with you since 1998. And with the veteran community being behind you, we understand. With quality, with passion, we follow you in this way of life. Icy Tech, for those who get it. Icy Tech is a proud sponsor of the Emotional Brilliance Academy, where e-learning is leading edge. How can you be brilliant in the moment? Given the daily challenges you face at work and home, how can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with E.B. Sanders. Her website is E.B. Sanders. And then before the break, we are just starting to talk about values. We asked you about your values. And so for our listeners... Um, is there a process that you go through, you know, around values clarification? Is it just in the conversation? You know, how do you, how do you pull out their key values? Because I think sometimes that conversation, Kathy and I have had those numerous times, you know, people have to really think about that. Uh, this, it's not always at the tip of their tongue. Absolutely. Um, it would be that thing that we all sort of think we know that we, well, of course I know who I am. I know what I value in life. But when you ask someone, well, tell me what your top, you know, four core values are, blank stares, always. Um, it, it's one of those things that we feel we know, but we, we are, it is difficult for us to vocalize, right? So how I have my clients go through this is I ask them to imagine, you know, that they've, they've gotten the job offer, the one that makes their toes curl, the one that is the most exciting thing that they've ever heard of, the one they can't believe someone would pay them to do. And then I would ask them to say, okay, but what are the things that, you know, this amazing, beautiful, wonderful, everything you'd ever hope for a job says that you cannot have in order to have this job? What are the things that it says you are not allowed to do? 
and I really ha- challenge them to think of things that are would be non-negotiable for them. So saying, if this if this opportunity said you couldn't have these certain things, you would walk away from this amazing opportunity. What are those things that are just one hundred percent non-negotiable for you in life? You know, you're, you're willing to leave anything on the table if these are broken, and. You know, very commonly people will put, you know, you know family, religion, um, you know, work-life balance or, you know, things that look good on T-shirts that we told we're supposed to want. Um, but if I ask them to, to dig deeper and explain the reasoning behind those and explain what they actually mean instead of just the, the shorthanded word that we're sort of given, um, we, you can get to the core of it. And it, they're, you know, they're rarely very... Um, crazy or outlier-ish, <laughs> they, they tend to be very similar, but it does seem to surprise some people when they realize that, you know, they value monetary security. Um, if, you know, they've been told that that's not a thing that you're allowed to admit that you value, um, where of course it is, right? We all want to make sure our families are taken care of and that we are taken care of. Yep. And that's an, an offshoot of, you know, valuing okay. our families, but... E.B., I noticed that in your, um, and I'd love for people to just, you know, just Google you because your Instagram is hilarious. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's a, a Liz and, and Molly uh, icon uh, map here that you use that I really like, and I think it's very helpful for people. And the way you use it is you're asking people, just like you did, what is beyond salary and job title, right, that that is going to mm-hmm. make you happy. And some of the better measures you have in here um, are free time. You know, actually liking what you do and the people you're going to do it with. Your physical health and your mental health. As a coach, do you find that most people don't even know that they're giving up their physical health and their mental health? Mm. Um, because they think just because they have free time right, and because they're liking what they do, that they're actually meeting those needs? I actually find it to be, unfortunately, that the bulk of my clients know that they're giving up their physical health, and they know they're giving up their mental health, but they feel that that is what is expected, that in order to achieve success, that that is what is required. It's, mm. yeah. it's really unfortunate because I think, you know, if you look at anyone who is truly successful, what they allow is to be physically healthy. They allow themselves to be mentally healthy. They give their brains time to work creatively and solve problems, not as an effort, not as I'm going to sit down at a table and solve this problem, but it's I'm going to go engage in a physical activity or I'm going to go not do anything and allow my brain to sort of just run in the background. Yeah. Um, I, I wish I could say that, you know, people thought that they were <laughs> um, having all the things because they had some free time, but they, unfortunately, for the most of the part, with my client base anyway, they know they're giving those things up. And a lot of our work is getting them to understand that the, the definition of success that they're following is a, an old one. And it's not one that they've created for themselves and that in order to genuinely achieve this success they want, which is why they've come to me, right? They need to reincorporate those. They need to acknowledge that those need to be 
bigger <laughs> in their lives that needs to take up more of their time, not less. Um, and so a lot of the work that I do is getting them, once we've got their values, once we've discovered their non-negotiables, saying, okay, well, what does that look like in your actual life, right? What, what do you ideally want it to be? And once people, you know, people always tell you what they want their ideal life to be like, but they think it, ha- it can't be, you know, now. They think it, it's some far off thing after they, you know, reach some goalpost that doesn't actually exist, that then they will have this ideal situation where they are taking care of their mental health. They are taking care of their physical health. They do have some free time to just enjoy their lives. They think that is a far off thing instead of learning how to start living that life now and realizing that that is what will get them to that success milestone quicker. That's beautiful to hear that. I'm sure uh, in other ways, uh, what Kathy and I do is a similar thing around, you know, I've talked to clients about what's, let's look at your rules for success. And like you're saying, EB, often uh, it's really gone back and, and challenging those rules or creating some of those rules because many of them are really outdated. You know, sometimes they've had those maybe as a teenager, you know, at a high school or something of what those rules were. So really kind of going back to saying what's successful for them. I'm interested in, in as you do that, how do you, because as you ask people, again, like you said, they, they're not sure, they haven't thought about it. Say a little bit about how you incorporate creativity, you know, and I think this reflective time or however you would, uh, use that as a tool because everybody is so busy and everything is, I got to do it more. I got to do it better. I got to do it faster. You know, how do you incorporate creativity or, or, or what for some people may feel like downtime is wasted time? Oh, absolutely. Uh, with my clients, I actually challenge them with a bit of a mindfulness practice, but I don't label it that at all <laughs> because that scares a lot of people in that, Right. They feel like they're going to have to bring too much attention and it's going to be a whole separate thing. But what I ask them to do is not change the behavior in any way, but for a given period of time, usually just about two weeks or so, I ask them to keep a log of everything that is inspiring to them in, yeah. within those moments, within those, those two weeks. And it, I, I ask them again just to pay attention to what they're already paying attention to. And so usually, you know, they'll realize they've been reading a little bit before they go to bed, but they, it hasn't occurred to them that they've gone down a rabbit hole of a particular author and they've just read every novel in this series and they're really interested in that. Or they'll, you know, if I ask them to pay attention when they're just out in the world and they realize they're completely fascinated by brand packaging at the grocery store, not saying that, you know, they're either going to need to become a writer or a brand, you know, a packaging designer, but I'm asking them to pay attention to what their brain is really interested in, right. what it's attracted to. And it's just to take them into that moment and get them to realize that, you know, they can stop for a moment and be interested in something. They can allow it to make connections with something else that they are doing in their daily, you know, corporate work or in their entrepreneurial work. And just really allow themselves to, in that exact moment, focus and say, oh, my brain finds that interesting. And I simply ask them to keep track of that. And when you go back after, say, two weeks or a month, they're able to see the patterns because there are inevitably patterns 
of what their brain, whether they're aware of it or not, subconsciously has been attracted to, finds interesting, clearly wants to do more of. And the act of them seeing that tends to get them very interested in maybe something they already thought they were tangentially interested in, but now they realize like, oh no, that's a thing I actually really like. Or they look and they realize they haven't actually taken time out to do something interesting, to do something novel, to allow themselves to play in a way. You know, because as adults, we're told that play is wasted time. But that is 100% how we learn, right? So it gives them sort of permission to see what what's lacking, what is there, what their brain wants to do versus what they, you know, intentionally put forth in front of it. Um, and it's, it's a very informal exercise, so it doesn't feel like it takes them out of their daily life, but it, it can be incredibly powerful just to see what is inspiring you in the moment on a daily basis. Yeah. E.B., tell us, um, if you can, without using a name, can you give us uh, just a success story of somebody um, who really found a career that they love um, as a result of, uh, of your process? Oh, absolutely. And you'll like this one because she had been a professor. <laughs> um, she had been, you know, teaching at a very prestigious school and was just so like many professors find themselves burnt out um, doing the same type of work, um, feeling that it had lost its creativity for her. And, you know, she was very resentful and frustrated at the lack of pay. And she was really just looking for another avenue but had no idea what else she could do because you know when you are an academic you sort of feel like that is you are outside of the corporate world you have no idea how to do anything other than what you've been doing so I had her start looking around and doing an exercise like this and it turns out she's actually you know she was teaching writing and not only did she write herself but it wasn't just the act of writing she turns out that she was really really fascinated by the creation of these worlds and doing this exercise allowed her to see that it wasn't just the words, it wasn't just the writing, but it was the, the creation of this world and these narratives within these worlds. And she's now pivoted and she is writing, um, I don't know what the, the, tech, the term is these days, but she's moving to the tech world and she's creating worlds for AI and digital gaming. So she's gone from a professor to working in, in the tech industry, but um, yeah, all through writing, creating Oh, that's a completely different world. Yeah. So, E.B., um, following up on on some of this, I'm just looking at some of the the, uh, questions that we have. Talk a little bit maybe about uh, how leaders use this personal mission, you know, for organizational results. So it does sound like you're looking at their values, you're looking at what's important, you're looking at, I love that exercise of the passion and what's the thread, how would you, let's say, when someone is in an organization, how would mm-hmm. they maybe make some of those links, you know, from the personal vision maybe to the organizational uh, vision or results? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am a huge proponent that you also shouldn't be working within an organization that does not align with your personal values. Um, so in an ideal world, you know, my clients or whoever I'm working with, they're personal values and the, the, mission, the mission and the values of the organization they're in will be so similar that it will not be an effort to transfer those values. Um, but I also am a huge proponent that no matter where you're working, that that is simply one stop 
in your entire career journey, right? So you have to be most vigilant about your mission and your values with, and, you know, work within the container of the organization that you're in, but it is about you and your values and your mission and those that you are leading. It is ultimately the most important thing to make sure that you are helping your team live to their best values, live to make sure that their non-negotiables are being met. I, I like to say that leadership is not about the leader. It is very much about the people they are leading. And that is, you know, not putting your values aside, but making sure that you're allowing others to live within their values. And ideally, you know, you all, all are working with an organization that you all believe in and that you all want to be there. So that should be a given. We all know that, unfortunately, that is not true all of the time. Um, but to do your best to make sure that you are living your values, you are being an authentic person. There isn't a corporate version of you, an organization version of you, and then like a home version of you, right? Yeah. You ideally want this to be a holistic style for yourself. You want to be able to show up as yourself because the more authentic version of you you can be, the, the better you're going to be at leading your reports, the better you're going to help them be the most uh, amazing version of them and allow them to live their non-negotiable, which makes everyone feel fulfilled, makes them feel heard. It makes them feel like they've got agency, right? So it isn't necessarily just about your values. It is about the team. I just have uh, just a, a question about your workbook. Um, how do people get your workbook? Oh, they can just head to ebsanders.com and right there on the front page, they will um, be able to get it. It's just um, super easy. Pop in your email and you will get the, the workbook that is all about defining, you know, this concept of success for yourself so that you are able to make sure that you are living your values because you'll have defined what they are. You will, again, have defined what success is for you because you, you can't work towards someone else's goalpost. It just doesn't work, right? So if they head on over to evsanders.com, they can get their free copy and they, they can have, you know, a nice step-by-step plan to help outline all of these things for them so that they can actually achieve them. So, Evie, we're going well, to go to our, our, our next break. Um, but thank you for this, and ebsanders.com, and we'll come back. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about the workbook and, and having this delightful conversation with E.B. Sanders. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. How can you be brilliant in the moment? Given the daily challenges you face at work and home, how can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams, and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common-sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. 
Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We are having an engaging conversation with E.B. Sanders and uh Her motto is, it's time to define success for yourself, which I love. We're going to take a quick walk through her workbook, make sure everybody understands how to get it, what kind of um, career secrets are hidden inside of you that can be unlocked right here. So, E.B., welcome back. Let's talk a little bit about how you came up with this workbook. Absolutely. This workbook um, came about because it was something I needed that didn't exist. When I was truly struggling in trying to figure out who I was, once I lost that identity of professor, right, who I was, what my, my success milestones were, there was nothing for me to just sit down and figure out who I was. And so over the years, some version of this workbook is, has always existed in my coaching practice because it was the thing I needed. So I created, and it gives slight tweaks here and there, but at its bones, it is about understanding who you are, what you want, and creating an, an undercomplicated plan <laughs> to get there. So it's, it's a wonderful resource for anyone who's looking for it. Again, you can just head to ebsanders.com. It is right there on the front page. And it is very much um, about looking inward instead of outward. It is about all of those personal needs. It is about working to who you are and working how you work best and figuring out what that is. Beautiful. Um, one of the things that you have in your workbook, and I, I like this question because uh, we ha- have this in some of our, our work, is you ask them about their goals, and then you say, how are you getting your way 
and I use this term too, what will you do to sabotage that? So the whole idea of making what's covert, overt, say a little bit about mm-hmm. that because, you know, it, it reveals, can reveal a pattern if they're aware of it. Often people aren't aware of it. It's kind of an unconscious thing that they do or, or uh, autopilot. So say a little bit about mm-hmm. kind of what, you know, any revelations that that brings up for folks. Absolutely. Especially when someone is trying to do something fairly big in their life, like maybe change their career or level up into you know, the C-suite, right? They're scary objectives. And while the, the goal itself might sound good, right, we as humans have this fascinating capability to just put roadblocks in front of ourselves that don't actually exist just to derail ourselves because then we won't have to go after the scary thing. And again, like you said, most of it is, you know, not, we're not aware of it in the moment. It is just something that we do. Um, but so what I really do is ask people, like you said, overtly to list out their new goals, really decide what they would need to accomplish those goals. You know, and that's going to look very different from person A to person T, right? So for one person, it might mean, you know, they want to start their own business, but they are maybe a a parent of a young child. And so maybe to accomplish that, they need the time. They would need some child care, right? So to ask them, then what does that look like in their life? And then self-sabotaging behaviors, asking them to be honest with themselves and say, okay, I know what I need to make this goal a reality, but what have I historically done or what do I see myself doing, you know, to, to put that kind of goal on hold? What would I put in front of myself in my own way? And so like maybe it is, you know, for this parent with this young child that the self-sabotaging behavior will be just to believe that they can do it all. They don't need childcare, that they will just do this, you know, create this new business for themselves while also attempting to, single-handedly raise their child all day, every day, without a break, you know, and it's, again, going to be personally different for everybody, but that this example is is something that comes up constantly. It's, It's what we do to derail ourselves. So I ask them to say, okay, you know what you might do to derail yourself. How, before you even do it, how are you actually going to address the address right. yourself in the moment of you yeah. doing that. When you're aware that you're sabotaging yourself, what are you going to do? How are you going to, you know, deviate from that pattern? And it is, it is really about asking them, like you said, bringing it out and, you know, out into the open and really being honest and listing it out. And for some, it means writing it out on a piece of paper saying, I will not uh, do the thing I always do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, a great question. Like I said, we always uh, try to bring that in. And, and um, it's that idea if you're aware of it, and I think from the emotional intelligence world, you kind of want to start with awareness. And so that's a great awareness, you know, and to see that there's a pattern. So, you know, on yeah. the... Uh, Go ahead. I was just saying, it's, it's very much, you know, your concept of you know, being in that moment. How are you bringing your best self forward, right? Yes. And it is about those moments. It's Yes, we can have these lofty goals and these lofty ideas and, you know, milestones, but it those things are made up of those moments of being your best yeah. self, of you know, showing up bigger for yourself. 
And so it truly is about, in those moments, addressing those issues. <laughs> and that's what... You know, it, what, what, go ahead, Kathy. Yeah, go ahead, Riley. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say... I was going to say, that's what you know, we like about the emotional brilliance. It is kind of taking all this learning, and in the moment when the spotlight's on you, decisions, communication, strategy, what comes out of your mouth? You know, and so you really need the input about yourself. You need the input about others. Definitely. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I'm really um, I'm, I'm doing as we're talking, as I'm going through the workbook, and I have to say to our <laughs> audience, it's so easy. You just go to the website, ebsanders.com, and it says, get, you know, get the workbook free. You download it, and my gosh, is there good stuff in here. There's exercises <laughs> that you can do for each and every one of the items that you were describing that some people find really fuzzy, EB, you know, and you use mm-hmm. that word, too. And I think, you know, uh, really, the beautiful thing here about the workbook is it's, it's really starting with your simple dreams and then creating that concrete next step for yourself. And, you know, it looks like here by page 18, um, which isn't, I mean, think about it, 18 pages to your own personal success. And she uses the word tiny action. And, E.B., we love to say micro-initiatives that create a macro-impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the like-mindedness here is, is wonderful. Um, I, love the, I love this, your ideal day, you know, your definition uh-huh. of success. Um, what is flexibility and adaptability? You know, maybe this is why you're not finding your future. I think this is so insightful in terms of how it's laid out, and it, it definitely resonates with the Emotional Brilliance Academy and how we like people to think about being more emotionally brilliant in the moment so that you can have the life you'd like to. And it's so hard for people to think outside of that box. And I love the Uh idea uh, that this is a step-by-step. So with your permission, I'd love for us to include this in our one-pass offering and send people to your site when they get here. Because it's so it, it's so easy. It's just it makes a lot of sense. Oh, good! I'm so glad. Yeah, again, it was created because it was something I needed at the time. I was stuck in you know patterns and confusion and the fuzziness, you know, the messy middle. And I know that it doesn't have to be complicated, right? These things can be simple once we strip away all of the expectations that have been put on us and really get to the core of who we are and what we want and how we handle problems. Beautiful. So one of the questions we have is just a little bit about emotional intelligence. And like we're saying, you know, Mm -hmm. this idea of emotional intelligence comes up with all the different competencies, strengths, there's assessments either around EI or other kind of things like strength finder. But then when you're Mm -hmm. coming into the moment, what, what do you use? What do you beckon? What do you summon? Say a little bit of how you kind of see emotional intelligence, you know, as a two-way street when it comes to impactful leadership. Yeah, absolutely. I think for impactful leadership, and again, it doesn't matter what your title is, right? You can be a leader, whether you're an intern or the CEO, right? That emotional intelligence is at the core there. It's not just understanding who you are and what your emotions are, you know, and how they're creating their act, your actions in that moment, but of those around you. 
And once you're in, in tune and willing to acknowledge that they are not going to be having the same responses to the same stimulus that you are, but you're aware of how those around you tend to react to situations where their emotional intelligence lies, you can be so much more impactful than just either trying to shoehorn everyone into your emotional intelligence outputs, right? Like how you respond to things and how you feel about things and what your moments are like. But you can coach, coddle, (laughs) corral others if you are willing to look at them as, you know, the individual beings that they are and that their brains are doing something very different than yours. And it truly is that simple understanding (laughs) of, you know, allowing them to have different responses than you and acknowledging that they are just as valid and that you are going to be looking at situations and moments completely differently many times. And how do you work together? And to be an impactful leader, no matter your title, understanding that instead of trying to force your will and your responses on every situation, it's just you're going to be a, a more effective, a more respected and a, you know, wider-reaching leader. So, E.B., as, uh, as we start closing out here, who are these two gorgeous girls at the end of your book? <laughs> I don't know them personally. I just thought it was super cute. <laughs> and it was very much cute. that energy of, of, you know, you got this. <laughs> yep. They remind me of my daughter, uh, so I was wondering Aww. if they were any relationship. They have your, they definitely have your energy. So uh, those are we'll definitely virtual, uh, some girls I would have hung out with in college. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a great deal of fun, and uh, as we come to a close, I just want to make sure that everybody knows how to find you. EBSanders.com. And you can find her on Instagram at EB underscore Sanders and at LinkedIn at LinkedIn backslash in backslash EB Sanders. We've had a delightful conversation and we're so happy you joined us and we can't wait to have you be a part of our one pass program. That's uh, great that, that we can uh, help introduce you to our audience and, and that will be really fun for all of us as well. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, Kathy and Riley. I've genuinely enjoyed this conversation. It's been so fun. Well, thank you, E.B. Uh, this is why we do it. I mean, it's, you know, Kathy and I get stimulated. Every guest is novel, and I'm emphasizing the novelty <laughs> around the brain. That You know, if you pick one thing out of this interview that you can move forward, you know, for our listeners, um, and then there's many things that will help you move forward from uh, ebsanders.com and EmotionalBrilliance.com. So if you want novelty, we got a lot of novelty for you. So thank you. <laughs> we do. To our audience, this is uh, Leadership Development News signing off. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.